0: Good morning, UNCW. From your local news team at the Seahawk, I'm Camden Harris, your host for the SeaTalk News Podcast. Today is Monday, September 20th. Let's get right into this week's latest headlines. On September 2nd, 2021, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper signed into law the Criminal Justice Reform Bill with a vote of 100-2, which looks to hold those in law enforcement more accountable for their actions. With this bill, law enforcement workers now have harsher penalties if they breach their job standards. If an incident, that being loss of situational control, is to occur, key details of the incident including circumstances, officers, dates and times, officers that applied force, location, reason for initial contact, that being things such as a routine traffic stop or a patrol, the type of force used, injuries, and whether or not the subject resisted must be logged. This information is put into a database where all law enforcement officers involved in incidents will have a permanent mark on their record with all the details of the incident available to other law enforcement agencies. For example, if an officer were to move to get a job in a new location, all prior marks and information would carry over. Other sections in the bill include new entry-level employment requirements to work within law enforcement such as crisis intervention training, mental health screenings, and the requirement to intervene in unlawful and or unethical incidents involving fellow officers, which they are then required to report within 30 days. While there is criticism that the bill may not do enough to combat the amount of potentially violent altercations involving police officers, government officials appear to be hopeful that the new bill will aid in reducing these kinds of incidents to some degree. You can read more about the Criminal Justice Reform Bill and all it entails in an article on Seahawk.org from contributing writer Grace Hall. In a previous episode, I talked about the recently updated COVID-19 guidelines put in place at UNCW. Afterwards, a question was asked, how will this affect the students? For the answer to that, we have a story from the Seahawk contributing writer Abigail Siloria. To reiterate from our previous episode, this new policy affected all non-academic activities at UNCW, essentially forcing them to either move online or be postponed, as well as a restriction on any residence hall visitation by non-residential students. With the shift back to virtual events and meetings by student organizations, it's taken a toll on everybody. Emma Hudson, a member of the Theta Xi chapter of Kappa Delta, had this to say, The member retention rate has dropped dramatically during the pandemic. For a lot of people, the whole point of joining is to establish social connections. So when there are no Impersian events to do that, it is disheartening. Still, what I've seen with Greek life is that you get out what you put in. So during the pandemic, it is important for both new members and old members to put themselves out there to form connections with each other. Many on campus recognize the importance of safety, however, it is discouraging to them to revert back to the norm of Zoom meetings and online events. However, students remain hopeful for the future. In an interview with Chris Yingling, a student at UNCW, he said the following. You can't help but hate when things are restricted and not as they're supposed to be, but I am glad we still have something. The fact that we're on campus is worth it for me, because that alone allows you to connect with people. I'm willing to sacrifice some of the normal college experience for what we have right now." And in this case, the hope of UNCW students was not unfounded. Progress is being made towards that normal college experience that students are hopeful for with our latest story from Editor-in-Chief Brenda Flanagan. In an email sent on Thursday at 5 p.m. to student organization leaders, UNCW has informed student leaders that a Student Affairs Committee will now be supporting some in-person meetings and events. This committee will review and process requests to reserve indoor spaces for organizations to hold events in. All reservations in the system will be upheld, so students with current reservations for the fall and spring will not need to rebook their space. The events will still need to be reviewed by the committee. If approved, the reservation should say, Authorized by SA Committee in the reservation system. New reservation requests will be reviewed by the committee weekly. The current indoor mask requirement will remain in effect at all events and possibly at some outdoor events as well. The outcome of the request will be based upon things such as amount of attendees, event length and food and drink presence, among other things. There are no exact guidelines for event approval, and requests will be either accepted or denied on a case-by-case basis. No other restrictions have been lifted from the current COVID-19 prevention policies and guidelines and are still in effect until an estimated date of October 15th. You can stay up to date with the latest news on COVID-19 guidelines from official UNCW emails and updates, and in articles on our website at theseahawk.org. For our last story today, let's go to sports editor Zachary Kilby. Jordan Favari netted her fourth goal of the season Sunday afternoon to kick off the 2021 season. I have to give partial credit of my hot start to the rest of my team, Favari said. The majority of my goals have been right place, right time moments, and I have been lucky enough to recognize my position and put the ball in the back of the net. Going into Sunday's match against UNCW Charlotte, Stephanie Rose had been the only UNCW soccer player to scull a gore in four or more consecutive games. Rose accomplished the feat in 2012 after scoring a goal in five consecutive outings. I also believe that these goals have rooted from a lot of dedication to improvement over the summer and an increase in self-confidence, Favari said. Now that I am an upperclassman on a predominantly young team, I've had the opportunity to step up as a leader. I strongly believe in leading by example and positivity so I think that outlook has unconsciously boosted my confidence and performance on the field. Favari, a junior forward, was a key part of the Seahawks' successful 2020 campaign that fell just short in the CAA Championship. Now returning to a UNCW squad welcoming 12 newcomers in 2021, Favari's expectations for herself and her team have remained the same. The main goal is always to win the CAA Championship, Favari said. Our team has really been focusing on winning the championship every day in practice, which includes always giving 100% on the field, taking time to recognize when we need to recover, and having a sense of togetherness with everything we do. UNCW has started the season strong and is currently riding a four-game win streak. Despite recent hurdles, Faveri and UNCW women's soccer has only used those hurdles to become a stronger and better team. The Seahawks were ranked 10th in the most recent United Soccer Coaches East Region Poll and currently placed 2nd in the CAA. UNCW's quest for a number one seed come tournament time trails only Hofstra, who sits alone atop the conference. We know what a championship entails, and we know where to put in the extra work to get the ring this season, Faveri said. Coach Neal brought in an excellent group of Seahawks this year, and I think this championship mindset has rubbed off on them quite well. Signing out for this episode of the Sea Talk Podcast, I'm Camden Harris. Have a fantastic week, Seahawks, and we'll see you next Monday.